What's up? How are you? I don't even know what episode we're on right now. We're in the high 20s. I'm Lisa Page, and this is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. Before we get started, you know Bill Barr. Oh, they're my favorite. They're my biggest, best discovery of 2019. And I feel like every time I turn around, every time I click refresh on my feed, they're debuting a new bar. These are the best protein bars out there. They are the cleanest. They're keto-friendly. And you can get yours at a little discount. My name, Lisa, will get you that tiny percentage off. The cool thing is my name never expires. My name never expires. I never expire, uh, which is funny because we are talking about uh, life expiration today. But my name will never expire. If you go to BuiltBar.com and you pick your box out, just enter Lisa at checkout and you'll get a couple bucks off. These are my favorite, favorite protein bars. My kids love them too. They have a whole new line of kids bars, three new flavors, 90 calories a pop. My kids are into them. They're even good for an on-the-go snack for yourself. So again, builtbar.com and enter my name, Lisa, for your discount. I did not plan on talking about death today, but with all the recent tragedies that are happening to our friends and family, and I think in life in general, wildfires in Australia, the entire country's burning down. All of these crazy weather-related deaths that I keep seeing on the news and innocent people losing their lives for no reason, babies dying for no reason. I read stories from people that reached out via Instagram this week of parents who had no history of anything terminal and they were healthy and they went for a checkup and found out they had X, Y, and Z and died three months later. It's so scary. And as a matter of fact, um, I'm just resuming this podcast with the magic of editing. You would not know that I just took a call from my cousin, Emily, and was on with her for over an hour, crying with her about her father, Gary, who I've been talking about on Instagram this week. He's 65. So to give you a little background on Gary, Gary is my mom's second cousin. So we growing up would always go to Gary and Jane's house and our cousins, our second cousins, Emily and Ashley are very close in age to my sister and I. And as a matter of fact, they were the only two that we invited to, to our wedding, Stu and I, we didn't invite, invite any other cousins except Emily and Ashley. And so, you know, they're having to go through this with their father, Gary, Gary used to be a pastor. He was very, very healthy. Um, he's only 65. And to think that he's dying is it's so hard to wrap my brain around because he's so young, but he got injured a while ago and then he had a stroke and the stroke is what kind of put him over the edge, paralyzed him. And he's just been, I mean, he's just been living life, but not really living life from a nursing home. So a few weeks ago he got pneumonia and you know what happens when that goes down got pneumonia. And now here we are. And Emily and Ashley and their mom, Jane are by his bedside now, just waiting for him to take his last breath. And I was talking to Emily and it was so sad to talk to her today. Um, she lives in Boston. She came down to be with her family and she was talking to her father last night, she was holding his hand and she was telling him, you know, like it's giving, just allowing him to go, to, to go to heaven, to like be released and go. And she said that when she was, you know, saying, dad, it's okay. It's okay. Like, we're going to be okay. 
go when you feel you're ready, but don't stay here because we're here. Know that we're okay with you going. And she said, he squeezed her hand and he said, Emmy, I'm dying. And she's like, it's okay. It's dad. It's okay. Um, so that of course took me for, I you're just sitting there. I'm trying to fold the laundry and I'm crying to Emily. And it's just, it's so sad. And we have Gary. That's probably not going to make it until Friday. That's what they're saying. And so young. And then, you know, we had Stu's uncle Bill, so young, 67. Then we have uh, a friend of a friend who just had a massive stroke and the guy's in the hospital and has no insurance. And then we have, I mean, I could just go on and on. It's so crazy. And I don't know, the last few days, it's been so eye opening and also a big reality check and very scary for me to uh, realize that we're at that point in our lives where our parents are the next on the food chain to go. And I was even talking to my mom about it last night and she was crying. She's my mom's like, she I'm 70 and what's going to happen to me. And I just had to encourage her and say, well, this is why you can't be sitting on the couch every night, mom, and not, and not, you got to move. You got to make sure that like when, when there's something wrong, you're not feeling right. You got to go to the doctor. You've got to address these things. It's just scary. It's so scary. And so when we were talking about it on Instagram, I, I've gotten so many messages. I mean, so many messages that I haven't even been able to read yet because y'all are messaging me and you're messaging me books and I'm not complaining at all. I I, I feel like I'm, I'm part of your life when you're telling me all these details. And I think that's, what's taking me so long to get through all of these, these messages. And I know normally this, this podcast is like funny and we're always laughing and making fun of Britney Spears and whatever, but uh, I think right, it's important. Please. Yeah. And it, I think it's important. <laughs> Let me introduce Lindsay in a second, but I think it's important that we talk about it and gauging by the response I've gotten over the last couple of days on Instagram, like y'all want to talk about it. So we're going to get to a couple calls here. I want to bring in my friend, Lindsay, Lindsay, I've known for a hundred years, a hundred years, yeah. uh, six or seven. Yeah. Our kids were babies in a summer program together yeah. in the same little town here. And we'd pass each other, and she was this gorgeous blonde, and Zach was a little peanut with this mop of hair, and I'd hear my oldest come home and talk about him, and I thought, you have a kid in your class named Zach? Like, I need to meet this person and this mother who's probably a 90s baby and named her child after Zach Morris. <laughs> yes, they but it was belt. awesome. And seven years later, and our oldest two are in class together, and my middle and Ainsley are in the same grade, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And our husbands know each other too now, and it's super cool to have our families all know and love each other. And a lot of y'all probably wonder if Lisa is as fun to be friends with in real life as she is in your head. And it's so much more fun in person, which you probably saw, which you probably saw with Brittany. And Thanks, Liz. It really is that fun. You're so sweet. It really is. Uh, well, I wanted to bring Lindsay in because Lindsay, I think by far, and I say this all the time, I say this to Stu all the time, I say this to Stu all the time about you because one thing that you need to know about Lindsay is Lindsay knows more about what's going on in the world of politics than I do. Like she will come to me every day and say, did you hear what Glenn and Stu were talking about today? And analyze everything they've, I mean, really. It's thoroughly entertaining. If you need a lesson in really what's happening <laughs> uh, in, uh, you know, not in the mainstream media, but what, what you're getting from the blaze, you need to go, Lindsay, Lindsay is the girl to go to. Or just the cliff notes so that the you cliff don't notes. actually have to dive in and find out. Exactly. Take uh, my word for it. But one thing that I noticed about Lindsay, and you know, we didn't, 
I did not realize this until we started going to the same private school and yeah. you know, we'd yeah, we uh, finally Lin- crossed paths. And Lindsay, like Lindsay's been on my grand before, but I've had to stop tagging her because her, pri- well, no, our kids go to the same school, but I, they you know, we're, we're careful with where yeah. we don't want people to know where they go. Yes. And Lindsay, because she's my friend, I always forget, like if I tag her a lot of times, people will go not saying you listening, but crazies that are probably not conservative. Yeah. Want to come after calculating. Us. Yeah. And yes. so we have to be careful with who we tag because Lindsay's Instagram is full of pictures of our kids in the school logo. So yeah. that's why like, I will tell you where to find Lindsay, but her stuff is not necessarily going to be I'll just carefully filter the filter requests through. that come through because it is private. Yeah. But if they're coming from this podcast, right. you know, these then are, I will legit, know. These are yes. my people, my yes. people. You can message me and say, I'm friends with Lisa. Yes. And then we can be mutual friends mm-hmm. and it'll be awesome. It'll be but fun. I'm not as entertaining as Lisa. Oh, please. No, Lindsay, you are actually one of my funniest <laughs> friends. Lindsay's one of the funniest people I know because she's so intelligent. She knows what she's talking about, but also way more biblical than me. Stop. Really? <sighs> I mean, Lindsay, seriously, when we were talking today on the playground and I was telling her all of my fears. And, and the thing that's so crazy is that I'm not even like, I don't have any sort of impending health conditions. I'm just so sad. I get so sad as anybody would, but when you really start to think about dying and death and your parents dying and God forbid you die before your children or something happens to your children, like you can really go to a very dark, dark, headspace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so Lindsay and I kind of like separated ourselves from the other moms today and we were talking about it and Lin- and I had to bring Lindsay over because what she told me was one, very reaffirming, but also gave me another perspective because well, like we were saying, you don't think as kids, you're ever going to face your parents dying. You're going to have to like yeah. plan out their funeral or a good friend dying. And I just think with the way this world is now, like talk to memes. Memes is convinced the world is coming to an end. Right. She's thinking God is going to come down at any moment. We got like everybody, every, every state is on fire. Yeah. Innocent people are dying. Yeah. People are getting diagnosed with, with something, yeah. but they were completely fine. And everybody hates each other. Everybody. Ha- yeah. We are, we are literally at war with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. It's terrible. And I love that you said memes because that's totally how it is. Like when you're a child, even learning your mom's first name is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. But then learning their age on top of it and understanding like my mom ages, Mm -hmm. like she was a child and now she is grown and Mm -hmm. has her own children. It's mind blowing Um, because it's tied to your identity. Like knowing your origin speaks so much to knowing your person. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw with Lisa too, because y'all see the way that she presents herself on social media and in her interactions with y'all through private messages. You can see the dynamic that she has with her family and the way she takes on her life, um, who she is and her view of self. So for things to hit her so closely to the point that she feels like she can address it with y'all on social media because you're her friends, but that's a level of vulnerability that you don't normally get to see. And it offers you an opportunity to speak life to that, but it also lets you know that you are not alone and that suffering is a part of life Mm -hmm. and it is promised to you. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel like these things only happen to other people. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. These mm-hmm. things don't happen to me. It's My true. mom doesn't die. She's right. healthy. Yes. And your mom, even if she doesn't feel like she is, she's she's not going to have her health forever. Yeah. So, and they do, for them, they have their own identities also. So they waffle back and forth between 
feeling like they're fine and then being faced with their own mortality when they lose their siblings or their own parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the first death that a child experiences is the death of their grandparent, mm-hmm. which is really, really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement to Lisa today is that you are not alone, mm-hmm. just like I already said. Um, and you listening are not alone either. The messages were numerous that Lisa mm-hmm. got in her inbox mm-hmm. and we looked through some of them um, together just to see just the volume, mm-hmm. but also how many of y'all are really echoing one another mm-hmm. and you just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You don't know each other. You don't know where one another lives. You could be like me and Lisa where, where you're passing like ships in the night in the same town because you've got kids around the same age and you just don't know each other and you don't realize that that y'all are going through the same things because there's not a common groundwork like so many moms had Mm -hmm. for decades of, I know that the mom that's in line behind me at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. uh, and part of it is we don't go to the grocery store anymore. Thank you, Amazon. Instacart, yeah. the mom behind me in line is probably of my same ideology. If not, she's very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, She's probably around my age. She probably lives in a similar home, has a similar median income, Mm -hmm. and probably doesn't hate me because I think something very small and niche that's different from what she might think um, because that's the kind of umbrage that we take with one another now. So we're at such opposition to each other that we don't even feel like we can reach out about things that we probably have in common, mm-hmm. much less be vulnerable with one another and say, like, I'm really struggling with this. I'm struggling with the amount of people in my life that are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a conversation last year on the playground this is where a lot of our very deep conversations go on. It's on the playground watching <laughs> yes, our kids after yes, school, yes. Um, which is amazing. But I suggest it. It's a great way to, to connect with other moms. Mm-hmm. Like go to the playground, even if it feels weird and awkward. If your kids like each other, you're already way ahead of the game. Um, I said to Lisa last year when one of the other hosts on the blaze had a heart attack and there was sickness going on and Nana died and Um, Glenn had to put his dog down, like a whole bunch of stuff happened in rapid succession. I said to Lisa, like, I think y'all are like kind of a little bit of spiritual warfare because y'all are really trying to proclaim a great message and give people truth. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be things that come against that. Or you just notice it more because you're taxed from the amount of energy that it takes to put forward that kind of positivity in the climate that we're in. Yeah. And you brought up something so great today too, that when we were talking about, you know, Stu is launching this new TV show and Lindsay's like, you know, you do, you have a lot of great things going on right now. Like we do, we're going on this amazing cruise that I'm a little freaked out about, but (laughs) we're going to get through it. Yes. It's going to be okay. It'll be okay. It's only seven days. It's only seven days. Great scheme. I will have my Xanax. It'll be fine. I mean, I'm not doing it, but like y'all have fun. (laughs) Lindsay, you can come to my place. I hate traveling. (laughs) Um, But Lindsay brought up such a good point because she said, you know, like you do have so many good things and this is, this is a bump in the road and, and everybody goes through this in their life at some point or another. And you just don't really, you don't really realize that it's going to come. You think when you're a kid, I'll deal with it later. Like it's not, it's so far away. Those things happen. Right. Like it's a crisis of (sighs) identity. So totally. So your reality is like a balloon. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the the reality that you live in, it's encased in a balloon mm-hmm. and a tragedy comes along and it pricks the balloon and the air slowly starts to come out of it. That's such a great and analogy. And your reality changes. 
and who you think that you are is actually someone totally different and mm-hmm. your worldview changes. It's very upsetting. And sometimes it's not even a giant trauma. My family walked through it when my brother died unexpectedly mm-hmm. when he was 20. And I had a 12-week-old baby at the time. So I had just had my first son. <sighs> and I was starting to form my identity as a mother. And in the middle of it really at the beginning of it, but it felt like the middle because those first 12 weeks are really long. Um, (laughs) I'm now watching my parents walk through grieving their son. So it is really hard to think about your parents dying, but watching your parents grieve your sibling and be on the other side of losing their child Mm. was something that I was never prepared for. And I don't know that you ever can be prepared for that. And it's not that you should. Right. But suffering is part of existence. It is the great equalizer. All of us are going to face it. Kim Kardashian West, who is like our royalty, Mm -hmm. love them or hate them, Mm -hmm. was attacked in Paris, like thought she was going to be assaulted, robbed, like begged for her life because she was a mom, and appealed to the humanity of her attacker, and they left her virtually unscathed. And then she walked through intense anxiety and was housebound. And... Like, gave up social media to an extent. Mm -hmm. So that can just show you what a shift in reality looks like. It rocks you to your core. And it can harm and change deeply even the people that we think are on the highest echelon of society. Um, That's just one example. (sighs) And it ha- but it happens to everyday women all the time as well. You just never know what oh, kind yeah. of trauma people are walking. I mean, we went we went through the messages. I mean, y'all, the messages are are never ending. Yeah. They're yeah. never yeah. ending, and we're gonna yeah. get to a couple of them in a second. But I was, you know, trying to read and respond to a bunch of them yesterday. I don't even think I responded to too many today because we've just been so crazy. Yeah. Uh, but everybody kind of echoes the same fear. Like yeah. everybody that all of y'all are yeah. scared of losing your parents, scared like, of losing our everyone parents. Everyone is scared of losing or, or have already lost their parents and are still dealing with yep. it years later, like, years later, or yeah. scared, scared that something's going to happen to you and what's going to happen to your children, which is another, you know, yeah. I mean, when you have, yeah. when you have kids and you would, I would, I never would have thought that I would, die for anybody. But when you have kids, oh, you will die for your kids. Yeah. Give you, give them their, your kidney. I mean, you already sacrificed your body getting them here because mm-hmm. it's never quite the same. Never. Although Lisa looks great. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> they never quite go back to what they were before, but you were sacrificing yourself every day for mm-hmm. your child. Mm-hmm. Like you were sacrificing the time that you want to wake up. You're sacrificing the things that you want to eat. You're sacrificing the time that you want to be in bed. You're sacrificing your entire schedule and what you think it should be. All of your preferences are way down on the list now because it's not just getting them where they need to be. It's getting them where they need to be. It's having them in the clothes that they need to wear. It's having the food that they need to have when they need to have it. Mm -hmm. It's the homework at nine o'clock at night. Um, But we do it gladly because we expect the suffering in parenting Mm -hmm. Um, because for our joy, we face the suffering. And for the Christian Woman, I say just because I figure y'all are probably primarily women, mm-hmm. um, which I do not think is hate speech. FYI. Yeah, guys, don't so, come after. Um, if you identify as a Lisa Page fan <laughs> <laughs> and you are a Christian, you have the common groundwork of the gospel. And yeah. Christ told us in John sixteen thirty three that in this world you will face trials. You will face trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. He overcame it for you. 
he did it for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the idea of losing our child, it is one of the great equalizers. That is one thing that everybody fears and that everybody empathizes with. When they see it happening to someone, they just imagine it happening to themselves. And Mm -hmm. we get, like, drive-by trauma. Um, But they are with they are with their maker at that point. Mm -hmm. Like we are raising them in hopes that we can get them pointed in Mm -hmm. that trajectory Mm -hmm. of being with their heavenly father. And so for them to go on ahead of you, it's awful for you, Mm -hmm. but what a gift to them that they don't have to walk through wondering when the trauma is going to come. I'm telling you. And that's awful. See, isn't Lindsay good? I mean, it's hard. This is our session. This is our therapy session, everybody. I, of course, I've been, I've been listening to 90 Minutes in Heaven now. And oh, have yeah. you? Oh, my I gosh. Yeah. And Heaven is for Real did it, it too. Is. Oh, my gosh. I, but the book, Heaven is for oh, Real. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Like, the way he described what heaven is, yeah. I really, I couldn't get out of my car yeah. uh, listening you to him. You hang on every word. Yeah, you yeah. hang on every yeah. word. Yeah. In how yeah. he said, when you get to heaven, you're relatives and your friends that are up there already, they did not miss you. They, they were expecting you. They're expecting you. Uh, It's just, but it is so hard to wrap your brain around. And I can't imagine what it's like for a person that doesn't believe that there's eternal life. Yeah. It's just, it's hopeless. Mm -hmm. So the Christian grieves with hope. Mm -hmm. There's joy in the greatest tragedy. Mm -hmm. So some of us are following one of the mamas that lost her baby. Brittany. Yes. To... I, I don't even know if she said it. Was, um, but I, that baby crew saved three other babies. I know. So even if she doesn't ever get to meet them, she knows that her baby had that part. And even mm-hmm. if it was for nothing else, there was mm-hmm. fruit mm-hmm. from that tree. Mm-hmm. And at, at least there's that. There's joy in the greatest of trauma. And in the greatest of joy, there's still the trauma of knowing that that joy has an end. There will be an end to the greatest of joys in your life. But there's also an end to trauma. That gets to come to an end also. Mm -hmm. So it's not eternally going to be this way. Um, And it's not supposed to be this way. Like, we are living in a broken world that has fallen. We are in a Mm -hmm. post-Genesis 3 world. This is not how things are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That was the other thing that I would tell you as a believer. Jesus knows, like the person of Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, Christ the man that walked with us, entered into our suffering. When he raised Lazarus, he told them that it was better that he wasn't there to keep Lazarus from dying. This is in John 11. He tells the disciples that come to him and are lamenting, like, Christ, if you had been there, our brother would not have died. And he tells them, it's better that I wasn't for the building up of your faith. Mm -hmm. And then he grieves and he weeps and he doesn't immediately raise him. He is God. Like, he was Christ the Son. He was fully God and fully man. So he fully could have raised Lazarus remotely. He didn't have to be there to raise him, but he went there to enter into the suffering of Mary and Martha. And he did it individually with them because he knew that they would grieve differently, which was a real comfort to me when I lost my own brother. And I had to grieve alongside my sister. And the Lord met her where she was, and the Lord met me where I was. And the Lord brought my brother home because that was the time that he went home. So he brought Lazarus back to the glory of his own name, but also to the enjoyment of those that were around him that benefited from seeing that in the building up of their faith. 
So death is awful. It's terrible. But Christ has absorbed the ultimate sting of death because you only die once Mm -hmm. if you are born twice. (laughs) Only die once. I hope it's not more than once because I can't handle this. I mean, really. I mean, really. (laughs) Oh, my god. We don't want to face the separation. Um, Lindsay Lindsay picked this uh, message. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say names. We're just going to be anonymous here. But this message, Lindsay read and then read it to me, and we were like, flag this because it's crazy. She says, Lisa, when you have people close to you sick and dying, it's horrific. I went to double check a Christmas card address for my first boss, only to read he died, 9-15 of 19. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'm still not recovered, nor have I been able to write a note to his wife. I'm still shaken to my core. In your reality, your boss was still alive. Right. So to be then told that he was no longer alive, it, it, I mean, it just crashes your worldview. Like that is, that was a person that is no longer here. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, her saying she's still not over it. Yeah. Like you still are reacting. Like your reality is still being rebuilt and it's very, it's hard. It's painful. Listen to this message. Um, she says, my mom raised me all alone. My biggest fear was losing her. Even when I was little, I'd hear sirens and think it was her. Yeah. Four years ago, she was fine one night and died 13 hours later of septic shock. Oh. It sucks and it still sucks, but it's incredible how different I see things. My perspective on life is so yeah. different. The craziest thing of all is what we've got inside of us to get us through the mm-hmm. worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. I got through my biggest fear, so everything else seems like nothing. Yeah. Plus, I know she's somewhere way better than in this cr- on this crummy earth. Yeah. yeah. She gets to be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's get to another one here. Oh, here's another one that, oh, this is another one you flagged. Lisa, yes, I feel you. Last year was a really tough one for me. I lost my dad suddenly due to heart to due to a heart attack, and three days later, his mom, my grandmother, passed. Mm-hmm. I was also three weeks away from giving birth to my first baby, and I had to plan a funeral and bury my dad. He was only sixty three years old, and mm-hmm. I was so excited to meet my and he was so excited to meet my daughter. I never thought in a million years that he'd not be here at least for the first decade of her life. It opened my eyes up more to life. And how sad and scary death really is, especially when you lose someone so close to you. I've been so sad ever since, and I get so angry because I'm a first-time mama, and I'd like to know why God let this happen. It's hard to have faith sometimes, and I'm not going to lie. And this is what I was saying. It is when when Stu's uncle Bill passed on Thanksgiving, I said to Aunt Debbie, like, how does this happen? How? Like, yeah. why? I would be yeah. so mad. It's like, not you even... couldn't wait to take him to the Come next Come on, day. Lord. I know. I know. I know. We're giving thanks. And I mean, Debbie's like, I just, I know that his suffering has ended and yeah. he's with God. He's with yeah. my mom. He's yeah. with my dad. He's entering into eternal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, mm. grief, like part of the stages of grief is the anger. Like yeah. I am mad. I'm mad that you gave me this person that you gave me this affection for this person, mm-hmm. this connection that we had, and then you took them away. Mm-hmm. I mean, for moms that, that have stillborn babies, like we don't, we just can't understand. Yeah. I mean, it is just not I for can't. us to understand. No. It is not. But we don't see the full picture. We see a very, very small. It's like looking at a stained glass window with your face pressed right up against it where all you see are the shards. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is on the other side and he has stepped back and can see the full tapestry. And you'll see it too on the other side. But right now, it just looks like a big mess. Mm-hmm. And it's painful, right? Because it's glass and it cuts you. The analogy breaks down. Mm-hmm. But... It doesn't keep us from experiencing the pain of trauma to have a greater hope. 
we still have to walk through the trauma of it. And the pain is the reminder that it happened. The pain is the reminder that they were here. I think too, though, a lot of people question why God does that. Yeah. Like why, why did God take uncle Bill through all of it? Yeah. You know, 90 days in the hospital, he was doing really, really good. His yeah. white blood cell counts were up one day. Yeah. He was great. He was feeling fat. And then just took him like that. I, that's where, and you know, yeah. I, I know, I, I believe in God. I have, oh, I, yeah. I always, I know we're going to heaven. I have faith, but I think a lot of it, it has to do with so many of us just asking why, like, yeah. why do we have to suffer? God, why can't you just, why can't we all die perfectly in our sleep? Why yeah. can't we just take our last breath peacefully? Yeah. Listening to Alexa play us, you yeah. know, nice classical music yeah. and we just die. That's where I think so many of us struggle with just why, yeah. why, 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 why? Like, why are people getting in accidents? Why are they getting crushed to death? Why are they dying? Yeah. Why are you taking a three-month-old baby who right. one day was fine and goes down for a nap and he's I mean, not breathing? one minute. Like, you put your baby down for a nap. Right. Like, that's something moms do everywhere. everywhere. Like, there's moms listening now that yeah. have been waiting for their kid to go down for their morning nap so that they could listen to their Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody, like, so many moms do it. Um, the question of why always points to the question behind it. The question behind why is, is God good? Mm-hmm. God is good. We don't, we, we still don't have an answer that's going to satisfy us. Mm-mm. Even, so Brittany, who lost her baby that we follow mm-hmm. on Instagram, Crew. we still have to tag her, but mm. um, she doesn't, she's not ever going to get an answer. Even the answer of like, he died as an answer to the prayers of other mamas yes. who are praying for someone mm-hmm. that could donate the organ that they needed. Even if she knew, even if God gave her a confirmation that this is why, it would not be enough to comfort the pain that she feels. It will never be enough. Like knowing the great design, maybe it would. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it probably won't. It probably won't. Because historically, that's never how the people of Christ have been. Like they can be told by the voice of God, I'm sending you to free your people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, this is Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who's going with me? Like, I don't talk good. Like, I stutter, Lord. And he's still like, yes, but I'm sending you to free your people. Right. I am bringing your people out of slavery. Mm-hmm. Something that they had labored in prayer for for generations. So the question of why is the worst. And it's what drives our anger. Mm-hmm. But he can handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lord can handle you being mad. Mm-hmm. And he's still good. Right? It's the question behind the question. Is God good? Yes. We know that he's good. We know that he's fully and completely good, but it is still really hard Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like Christ did not get a pretty death himself. Like the Lord didn't give his own child a a pretty death in bed. Like he died on a very bloody, ugly death that was humiliating. None of us would want that. So he didn't spare his own son, but he's still good. And it was still purposeful. And I would encourage anybody to dig into why Christ died, because that's ultimately what's behind everything. Mm. This is deep. This is the deepest podcast well, I've ever, ever done. <laughs> everybody and Lindsay Avery. I mean, she might scrap it into an, uh, just a fun podcast on our uh, oh. eyelashes. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Which we I can know. talk about. Can we too. please talk about eyelashes? We could switch and talk to them. <laughs> um, 
Okay. This is another one. Here's another one. Um, Lisa. Oh my gosh. I'm right there with you. I had a dream last night that my husband died. I woke up, saw he was alive, fell back asleep, dreamt that my dad died. Then we got good news today. Our very good friend's mom had a stroke this morning. I, Oh, then we had got news today. I didn't mean good news. Mm. I'm so sorry. Then we got news today that our very good friend's mom had a stroke this morning. I can't deal. This is like this. This is the theme of all yeah. this. This is the theme of all these so messages. So many of you have these. And you just don't know that you're not the only. You Listen, you're mm-hmm. not the only one. You're not alone. This lady says, I'm already at the top of my chain. My dad died young and my mom died two, year, two years ago. You just have to live your best life and not worry about it because none of us are getting out alive, LOL. That's exactly it. Like mm-hmm. death is guaranteed. We're all dying. It is absolutely guaranteed it is going to happen it's so hard for um for the loved ones that lose somebody unexpectedly like when it's really quick but it's so much kinder to that person like they don't have to go through months and months and months in hospital beds and suffering and like just I don't want to do this I feel purposeless I mean just for them to go it's I mean it's like what you were saying like it's that death of just dying pretty yeah I'm going to die with Louis Vuitton in my casket. I mean, my casket might be Louis Vuitton. I mean, you know what? Cremate me and put my ashes in a Louis Vuitton. Like in the box. And it's clad. fine. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, it's so funny that like, it, we're joking, but I really with do have no like- With the no soliciting I, sign, like right there next to it. I'm like, <laughs> stop trying to sell me something. I'm dead. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> and nobody used my social security number to vote. That's right. Like, <laughs> and even if I did vote, y'all know what I'd be voting right? for. Right? Who I'd be voting for. Uh, this lady writes- uh, tomorrow's never promised. She actually summed it up. This was, this is a two-parter. This was a message from yesterday of me mourning like the fear of death. And yep. then a follow-up today after yes, telling everybody, yep. I like, am, I'm still freaking out. I'm still freaking out. I'm not it's feeling, a little different. It's a little bit. I've different. gotten to a little cynical side of it. <laughs> I'm a little cynical. She says, tomorrow's never promised. Maybe this can help with your anxiety. Travel and enjoy the other places. This is another thing. Everyone's like, you're going to love this trip. It's a trip of a lifetime. Mm. I am so petrified of, of traveling. What y'all I'm scared mean of just... is that you would enjoy it. Ugh. Like, Don't project your joy onto me. I don't need, I'm with Lisa. Like, I don't like to travel. I like my stuff. I like my, my house yep. and my chair, like whatever. We are armchair travelers. Like, we do not need to go places I and do not. things. Like, I just, don't care if it's just, damn Croatia. I don't care. And our maps goes, like, maps go. I'm so old. Our Google Maps, like, they know. Like, they tell me when I get in the car. Like, your closest Chick-fil-A is six minutes away. And here's the wait time right now. You want me to open your app so you can order it on your way? They know your car. Like, I need that Chick-fil-A. Do they have Chick-fil-A's in Israel? I don't know. They should. I mean, you'd think it's Christian chicken, right? Oh, I know. That's right. That's why I had to go tonight. I had to I mean, get my Jews, meal. The Jews can enjoy the Christian they chicken. Can. They can. That's right. It's still closed on Sunday. Oh, um, but this, you know, this girl just goes on to say, you know, enjoy the trip, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But it is like, I'm more terrified of just like my plane crashing. What if you could take your car? If you could, like I told, if you could take your car, you don't even have to drive it anywhere. You could just take it on the boat. That would be great. I, I told Stu, like, if you could just pluck me. I'm just going to need you to bring my car. <laughs> just bring my new car, please. It's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, but I told Stu, like, if you could just pluck me right from Texas and just plot me in Greece. Yes. I'm good with it. Can I fly and meet you <laughs> in Greece? Can I do that? You take the kids and I'll fly. Stu's like, I will tell you, there are no orange theories on the cruise ship. Oh my gosh. That's just rude. I know. Like, don't tell me that. Yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah. until I'm on the I boat. I know. I know. Okay. I'm like, are there, is there a kids club at least? Oh my gosh. Okay. So 
Should we play back a call or should we just wrap this up on, we're kind of, now oh, we're joking. that one was really yeah, good. We, we wrap should... it up on a really good note. Let's, let's play, let's play the, the two calls because they yeah. were very, th- I think that both of these women yeah. had great words and yeah. I think that those of you who are listening will really appreciate how one of them coped and how she's now looking at life. And yeah. how, the other, and the, the second caller was just so, just so cute and encouraging. Yeah. With her words. Yeah. If I could say one more thing to y'all, I would tell you, because I know a lot of people who are suffering, especially if you grew up in church, you think, okay, I'm going to go to Job and read about how Job suffered. And that's great. Like he can commiserate with your suffering. But I would also encourage you to spend some time in the gospels, like read about the way that Christ spoke about life and the way that it is best lived, um, Read the Beatitudes, read the Sermon on the Mount, read the way that he spoke about the afterlife, about the kingdom that is coming, about his kingdom, the way that he's going to the Father. That is a real encouragement. Mm -hmm. And the way that Lisa has talked about, like, you lean on your faith in times of suffering, you do. But it also exposes those gaps for you that you can build out further because your your practical theology is what's going to help you interpret the things that are coming at you in your season of suffering. And just be encouraged. You're not alone. I do like that you can kind of customize your thoughts and how you process all of this by reading Oh yeah. what you need to read. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll put this stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Lindsay's going to do the I show will, notes I'll today. Have, I would totally do the show That'll be really long. Though. What part of the Bible? Right. <laughs> Let me just point you. Okay. So let's play these two calls. We'll play the first call, come back, play the second call, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. So hang on. Hi, Lisa. Um, I saw your um, Instagram video this morning about all the people that you've been losing. And I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 62 years old. And I lost my mom last year, which is the um, last of my parents. And I struggle. And I just want to share something with you now that I'm a year past her the loss of her. And yeah, you're right. It is terrifying to be on the top tier, the next to go. But I've learned since her loss is that it's time is so precious and the way I choose to spend the remainder of my time is to only seek those things that bring myself or others joy and I can't tell you how transformational that has been Um, the quality of my life has increased substantially and all of the drama and the BS has slowly started you know dropping away and I just want to encourage you so that you know that you can get on the flip side. Yeah, it's terrifying, but you know what? You have the power to choose how you're going to react and respond and how you're going to go forward in your life, honey. And I know you're going to find your way through. You're a very special young woman. You have a beautiful family. Um, I so enjoy following you, even though I'm an older woman. Um, And I just wanted to call and encourage you and let you know that um, you do have a little bit of control. I know you have anxiety issues, and I've been there. I've had a history of that as well. But there is a way through this, and I know that the foundation of your faith will be a real springboard for you. So I just want to call and give you a little words of encouragement, honey, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I hope all of the various individuals who are um, facing uh, health challenges have good results and if not then let us be willing to accept that that was in fact God. She says God's will. Sorry the phone call cut out and I don't know if Skype has a time limit right but that's what she said. I guess we just have to you know yeah hang on those words. Yeah it's also God's will. All right let's get to the second call. This was such a sweet call too. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. This is Rebecca. I just wanted to leave you a message. I watched your stories this morning and 
I was really feeling for you and just wanted you to know that, that I was thinking about you and praying for you, and I can definitely relate. I think my fear is more that something will happen to my kids, and I won't be able to do anything about it. I won't be able to protect them. I think I've always been like, ah, I can go first. I'm I'm okay with going first. I want my kids to live a long, long life. And if it was between me and them, I would, you know, I'll gladly take any place. Um, I don't know. I think I've always felt in my life that I've like, I don't know. I've always kind of been like, I'll be okay with it. I mean, I don't want to go. I still hope there's lots for me to do here, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I felt that way in high school. I felt that way when my grandmother passed away very early from cancer. Um, so, but I hear you with the anxiety and all of that. I can totally understand. Um, just don't stop doing what you're doing, being so encouraging, being so uplifting. Um, I think the enemy would love nothing more for you to just get overwhelmed by everything that's happening around you and to just get stuck in it. So, anyways, I just wanted to look you up, say I'm praying for you, and um, have a great day. Bye. Wasn't that a good call? It was so good. Y'all are so sweet. I want to meet up with these women. I love how y'all sound talking to Lisa because it's how I feel like I sound talking to Lisa. <laughs> But I'm probably a lot more annoying. You're not. <laughs> Lindsay, you were so oh, awesome to have. Oh, I loved coming and talking to y'all. But didn't this she break it fun. down? Like, don't you have to feel more encouraged after listening to oh, I hope so. Sister Lindsay over here. I hope so. Taking it to church. Yeah. Taking it to church. Tag me. Okay. Okay. You we know. Anytime. Normally, every podcast, we do a song of the week. So Lindsay and I both, we like didn't even need to think about songs. We right. just knew this week is going to Lauren Daigle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the rescue mm -hmm. get out the tissues yeah pull over your car yep get ready to take it to church yep she's singing right to you you are not hidden there's never been a moment you were forgotten you are not hopeless you have been broken, your innocence stolen I hear you whisper underneath your breath I hear your SOS, your SOS I will send out an There is no distance It cannot be covered Over and over You're not defenseless I'll be a shelter I'll be your armor I hear you whisper Underneath your
Well, if you're not crying now, I mean, really, you have no, you're, you're what an <laughs> you have a stone cold heart. Yeah. Oh, it's just like the best song. So, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I really hope that you took something away from this episode. I don't know how you could, I took so much from this episode uh, away. I appreciate being able to join y'all. I feel like we're all just in a big living room. We're drinking our tea. We really are drinking. And we're tea. talking. We are. We really are drinking our tea. Ninety percent of honey. And we're talking about our feelings, mm-hmm. and I love it. And thank you for letting me enter this space. Oh with my you. God, Lindsay! Yeah. Thank you. You're always welcome back. Oh yeah. We'll do like a, we'll do a purse episode next week. We'll, we're gonna yes. light, we're gonna light things up for you next week. <laughs> All right. If you liked this episode, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing, it takes five seconds. If you would share it and subscribe, I mean, I really think this episode of all my episodes really should be shared the most. Like, share, follow, subscribe. All of it. All of the above. Lisa Page made you share. Yes. Yes. Yep. Share your feelings. Share the podcast. That's right. Yep. Thank you for listening, Linz. Love you. Thank you. Love you.